My name is Era, and I'm the host of the Tamil Creator Podcast. I chat with creators from all over the world to share their stories and discuss hot topics in a way that I hope inspires, educates, and entertains you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tamil Creator. I'm your host. Today, I got a super special guest hopping on. His name's Thad Jayasilan, and if you don't know him, He's uh, joining me today from Vancouver. This man goes between Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, pretty much the world. We'll leave that story for later. Um, you know, Thad started cutting hair as a hobby, left it for a while. And then he got, you know, I think about seven, eight years ago, he got back into cutting a bit more seriously. He's leveraged social media really well. He's traveled all over Europe teaching. He's used Instagram to kind of style athletes and celebrities, including Drake, Big Sean, J Belvin, and teams like the Toronto Blue Jays. So without further ado, uh, Mr. Thad, why don't you kind of quickly introduce yourself more so? Let's talk about your upbringing, your family, and kick it off from there. Sure, for sure. Thanks for having me, Ara. Um, super excited to be here. And, uh, you know, we, we've known each other for, for a very long time. So, you know, this is a special one. Uh, with that being said, uh, yes, my name is Thad J. Seelan. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll I'm- quickly add something about that as well. So in addition to being a very talented stylist, this guy was a great baller when he used to ball back in the day. That's actually how I met him. And the man has style just in general. So I'll, I'll let him speak now. So uh, what was the first question? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like talk about kind of your, you know, the stuff we kind of talked about before, just your family, your upbringing, you know, why like Montreal is kind of, you know, like a yeah. second or third home for you, things like that. Sure. So, you know, uh, I, I, you know, uh, both my parents, um, are from Sri Lanka. I was born in Sri Lanka in Trinco. I left at the age of two to move to Montreal. I have three siblings. I have two sisters and a brother. Uh, and you know, um, it, it was it was quite different. You know, moving uh, around. Uh, you know, I, I left Montreal to move to Scarborough and then move to Mississauga. Um, and you know, my my. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it was, it's, you know, I had to go from culture to culture, but uh, it was a great experience. You know, I, I'm now back in Montreal. Um, I do, um, you know, I do have family there still, um, and I do have family in Toronto as well. But as of right now, I'm in Vancouver, just uh, working on my new business. Why don't you tell the people a bit about your new business, whatever you feel comfortable sharing? For sure. So my business, uh, the name of the brand is called Gradient. Um, I've been working on it for a year and a half, uh, but the company has been active for the last five months, uh, which I'm very, very super happy about. Um, pretty much it's I, I sell um, cutting essentials uh, from anything from, you know, barber capes to, uh, you know, uh, to combs, to, to razor blades. Uh, everything essential that you need, uh, whether you're a hairstylist, a barber. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I started that. And then now it's going more into hair products and working with other brands such as L'Oreal, Kerastas, Kiehl's. Um, you know, throughout the years, I've, I've kind of built up my network uh, and my relationships with all these big brands. And so, you know, uh, we have a lot of new things coming. So what made you decide to kind of go from being a stylist into kind of the entrepreneurial side kind of be behind the scenes in a way where you're not cutting people's hair now you're kind of giving them the tools or these products to help other people like yourself 
you know, do their job in terms of styling. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I've, I've cut for, for many years and I still love to cut and I do still cut as in, you know, I educate for a living. So I, I cut, I cut to teach. Um, but I really wanted to create a brand. Um, you know, as, as, as Ara mentioned, I'm really into my fashion. And so, you know, being able to travel the world and see what, you know, other brands have curated and, and, and seeing what they've done, I've always wanted to be uh, something like that, but my own version. And so, you know, throughout, I would say ever since I was a child, I, I've always dreamt of being in the fashion world or, you know, just having my own fashion line, let's say. And so this idea came from just focusing on, you know, uh, on what I know best and that's to cut hair and anything related to hair. So, you know, now I'm going more towards like a lifestyle brand, which of course will entail, uh, you know, clothing and, and, and skincare and uh, of course, but to start off, I really wanted to focus on what I know best. And so right now it's, it's cutting essentials. And then, you know, uh, actually tomorrow I, I, I release my event, um, which will happen November 14th. And yeah. And then, you know, we're going to get into education as well. So there's a lot of new things that are happening uh, as well as, you know, collaborating with uh, brands like L'Oreal and, and Kerastase. Yeah, it's really awesome. You're kind of doing a ton of things. So you cut, you're launching, you've launched Gradient. Yeah. And you also, I know, I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram around like the education part. So you've traveled, especially abroad in Europe, teaching, like how did that opportunity come? Because you must have been good enough. I mean, not just kind of the technique and actually doing the cutting, but you must have been good enough to kind of educate or explain that to other people, which is a hard thing to do. Like, how did you get these opportunities? Honestly, yeah. Um, to, wow. Well, I think you kind of build your own opportunities. Um, you know, five years ago, I, I was like, I want to travel the world. Um, I was I was cutting at a notorious barbershop and I really wanted to to travel the world and see the world and 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 and, and see what that's like and and people around me like the really well-known uh, barbers and haircutters were traveling from like state Canada to US or to Mexico and so you know I really wanted to go to Europe because that's more my style in terms of like fashion and hair so the first class was actually in Barcelona and, and, and how I, how I put that class together was just me going on Facebook and messaging barbershops and saying, Hey, like, would you like a class? And so I met one person by the name of Charles and he kind of helped me just put this class together. And so my first class was in Barcelona um, with about like 17 to 20 people. And, you know, I, rem I still remember when I got there, I was like, wow, this is, is this really happening? So, you know, I kind of just created my own opportunities. And I went from there to Prague where my class was only three people. But, you know, at that class, I met one person by the name of Karel who, you know, became a really good friend of mine and then kind of just brought me over to Prague. And now I've been to Prague like six or seven times teaching like bigger shows and bigger classes. So, I think it was just really taking the risk of just going there, meeting people, which is something that I've always wanted to move uh, to, to do, just meet different individuals, 
build relationships and then one thing led to another where you know my relationships have, have now has led me to being in the position that i am right now yeah so how'd you get that opportunity with l'oreal was that kind of a, a byproduct of kind of doing all that stuff in europe or well, yeah well i mean so you know i was now traveling and teaching and, and kind of you know and i always talk about when i teach my classes like it's all about building up your confidence, right? And when you have the confidence to do something, then, you know, you execute it properly and, you know, you don't have any self-doubt. So um, I was teaching a lot more classes and, and building my confidence up. And then, you know, thankfully, like everything uh, that's happened to me is through someone, you know, it's, it's about building your relationship. So, you know, my friend who was teaching for L'Oreal at the time uh, introduced me to his to the boss of, of L'Oreal. Um, and, and so, you know, that's how that kind of came together. You know, he, he just saw my social work, my social media, saw what I've been doing on Instagram. So, you know, my, my, my work, my haircuts, my traveling, and pretty much just hired me on the spot. It was like, you know what, your, your work seems really good and we want you to be part of the team and barbering and, and men's cutting was brand new to L'Oreal and so, uh, that's it. The rest of his history, and now I'm the the men's ambassador for for L'Oreal, which means, you know, I pretty much just get to set the trends, teach the trends um, for all of the educator educators um, within Canada. So you get you basically teach the teachers, basically. I basically teach the teachers now. So yeah, oh, pretty much. Crazy. Yeah. How is it? How is the whole experience traveling solo? I know, like most people, like they travel with friends or their partners. But you, yeah. you, know, you just kind of went to Europe by yourself and you made things happen. How was that? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people say, hey, they don't like traveling by themselves and, you know, they don't like to go places by themselves and stay by themselves. Like, I don't know. I, I actually really enjoyed it and I still enjoy it. Uh, for the most part, there's times, of course, where you feel like you, you need to be around people, but everywhere that I've been, I've always met people or I know someone. And so it's always been a great opportunity to like go out and just, you know, vibe out with different cultures. So I, I actually enjoy it because, you know, when people ask me the same question that you asked me, like, why do you do it? You actually get to learn more about yourself when you, when you travel, you get to know who you are. And the more you travel, the more you see, I think, all of the un unanswered questions that you have about yourself get get answered. So what was a big question that you were able to answer about yourself on that like Europe trip, maybe, for example? Like, who was I? Who And what am I trying to represent? You know, what what is my purpose in life? You know, and, and, and I think the more traveling I did, I, I, I start to understand that, you know, I'm I, I want to be the best version of myself. And I, I've, like, I've always wanted to, to start my own brand. I want to, I want to be the best that I can be in, in cutting hair and in teaching. And, uh, and, and that's it. And, and I think from doing that, um, you know, one thing led to another. And then, you know, two years ago, um, as you know, I, I moved to the UK um, to, to, to go back to school. And I mean, when I say back to school, like I went to university, but I wanted to go to hairdressing school and so you know that's pretty much what i did two years ago and best best decision that i made so you're like i said you're you're now not you're you know, i know you started off as a stylist but now you just are you're doing multiple things you're an entrepreneur 
Mm-hmm. Um, as an entrepreneur where money isn't necessarily steady, you got to be good with money. So like, what's your relationship with money like? How do you invest? How do you kind of make sure that, you know, um, you know, you, you're like, you manage your finances well that you don't, you know, you don't go broke one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always been big into saving money. I've always been big into investing money. Um, and so, you know, ever since I was young, I've always been saving money. And so, you know, from that, I started, uh, you know, purchasing properties and getting into real estate and whatnot. So that's definitely helped, especially, you know, during COVID and during these times where, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, there wasn't much work. Um, and, you know, yeah, like, you know, me teaching for, for L'Oreal, that definitely helped a lot. And, and, you know, like I said, I've always been smart. So like I've saved money. And so that's how I, you know, pay for school or pay for, for, you know, for when I went in when any of these big investments, it's just, it's just pretty much just saving and understanding that, you know, it's, it's not how much money you make, but it's how much money you save. Yeah. Cause I remember in the Tamil culture article, you put uh, rich dad, poor dad is one of the books you recommended reading. So yeah. I guess for you, that's kind of a, a big, important thing. So real estate's one. And then I guess just do you invest in the stock market as well, or just kind of just save your money? I, otherwise? I, I, I invest in the stock market and uh, funny enough, you know, my, my cousin works for RBC um, security. So, you know, I have several accounts um, here and there and, 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 you know, it's, it's long-term investments. Um, and so I was at one point, you know, during COVID as well, I was really focusing on, on, on the stock market. And then, you know, the best advice that I got during that time was like that, uh, you know, I understand that you want to become successful and you want to, you want to make a lot of money, but you really have to focus on your brand and, and focus on that as well. And so that was the best advice because what I did was instead of focusing on other brands and seeing what they're doing, I was like, you know what, I, I have to be the best believer of my own brand. And so I just started put, focusing on, on, on what I have to do for Gradient. Mm, got it. This episode is sponsored by nobody. That's right, nobody. So if you could be kind enough to hit that subscribe button, that would mean a lot to me. Um, you know, you also talked about, you know, the impact of like mentors and you already talked about networking, but um, talk about maybe one or two of your mentors that's really made a big impact on kind of who, you know, where you are right now career-wise. Yeah, I mean, like I was mentioning, like my cousin, Darshan, who works for RBC Securities, you know, him and his whole team has been super helpful, especially the last two years with, you know, business planning, uh, just understanding how, how, you know, how the world works, how the system works, um, understanding where to invest your money, uh, and understanding, you know, in, to believing in your, in your own product, um, and then, you know, just kind of tackling things one 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 um one task at a time um and so just like you know just simple things that i think we all need to understand and 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 it's also like the consistency of like your work ethics of you know waking up early morning and just working on things that you need to do and just being consistent with it um and so you know definitely um he he's been one of them um and then you know when i look at uh you know someone that's been you know definitely a, a hero to me is it's michael jordan of course and you know playing playing basketball but 
you know, the things that he's done and, and, and people like Kobe Bryant and, and it's, and it's because of the work ethics, right. It's, the, it's, and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, but I definitely want to be known as them for in my craft. Um, and so, you know, that's what kind of keeps me going and, and, and kind of really uh, working hard to, to, uh, to succeed. And, you know, a lot of people, look at me and they think that I'm crazy for the amount of hours that I put into my work. And of course, like, you know, best, like no one really sees the the grind behind closed doors, but that, that, that's what it is. And, and I'm all for that though. You kind of mentioned some of your like mentors or like, I guess, role models that you look up to, but how about specifically for like, as a stylist, anybody specifically that kind of helped you at the beginning or like some part of your journey to kind of take you from, to take you to that next level? Yeah, you know what? Like when I was in Montreal, I moved to Montreal because I wanted to work with one of my favorite uh, barbers. His, his name is Famous and he's so talented. You know, uh, he could do portraits on people's heads. And and it, it was really great to see the, the level of talent that he had. But what what was so important about that is just being around him and being close to him uh, made me want to become the best version of myself. So what we did is like, I, you know, he saw the hunger in me too. And so we would, we would just stay after hours and just practice on like hair designs and like just things that we wanted to get better at. And it's like, it was endless hours, you know, like we would finish work at seven, but we were there till 12 AM, uh, 2, 2 AM, just working on things that, and, and it never seemed like it was work for us because we just loved what we did. And so, that's where I built my confidence in like, you know, designing hair design work, whatnot. And so, you know, from that, I remember one day he was doing something and I was doing something for, for Chris Brown using Chris Brown's artwork. And, um, I did it and, you know, Chris Brown reposted that, that same night. And I think that's, those are the things that kind of maybe understand like my, my hard work is paying off. And so, you know, when, when you have people like that, reposting your work and it, it means something so um definitely famous is one of them and then Vidal Sassoon is is definitely the other one uh you know I never met Vidal Sassoon uh he passed he is the pioneer of men's or say just in general hairdressing um he basically just applied uh geometry and hair architecture into the hair world and so you know now I'm making my own book now and it's almost done. And it's pretty much on like how to cut hair. And so heavily influenced on my schooling at Vidal Sassoon and, and understanding that, you know, the way you lift your hair um, will determine if you're going to build weight or, uh, or lose weight. So there's a lot of things to hair that I've never understood before, but now that I understand it, I, I, I actually appreciate it more. So how'd you, so you cut, you just mentioned your story about cutting Chris Brown's hair like it was nothing. So how did that, so I guess you like, you've cut a lot of celebrities hair and kind of your time mm -hmm. as a stylist. Yeah, you know what? Like, I think that's from just appreciating people, really being a go-getter um, and, and, and building relationships. I, the whole story with like even Drake, how I got to cut him is like, you know, it, there's a huge story behind it, you know, his barber J Mac has been his barber for 12 years now. And I just had an idea for OVO Fest 
five, six years ago. And so I reached out to, to J-Mac who didn't even know who I was, but then got, to, got in contact with someone that he knows. And then, you know, it was hard to get a hold of him, but finally got a hold of him, brought the idea to him and him being him uh, as, a, as a great person, you know, he brought that idea to the OVO crew and Nico and them. And they're like, you know what, maybe we can't do something for OVO Fest. We could do something for OVO Bounced. And so that was the first thing that we did. Me and me and J Mac did something for OVO Bounce, and then from that started traveling. Uh, you know, when he when Drake was performing, let's say in Amsterdam or whatever, I you know I would go to these shows, and J Mac just asked me one day, he's like, "Man, I need you to take care of 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 the boy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a kid soon, so you know, I need you to come down to Toronto and, and take care of him." So. You know, living at the Four Seasons for a bit with with Drake and definitely a great experience. And <clears throat> yeah, so those are the things, you know, building relationships, you know, people definitely helped me, you know, get to this point, you know, whether it be cutting Big Sean and Jay Balvin, it's all through people. I was, when I cut Jay Balvin, it's in Paris and someone messaged me, a friend of mine was like, Thad, we need you to cut Jay Balvin for the Louis Vuitton show. And so that's how it happened, you know? And so, you know, with that being said, I know a lot of people, you know, think that, you know, this, the self-made like millionaire, the self-made man. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that you always need people to, to, to be successful and it's, you know, you, you don't do it by yourself. There's, there's always people that's really there to, to help you. So, yeah. That's a lot there, man. So you, you lived at the Four Seasons with Drake. I thought you just cut his hair like a couple of times and then like, so like, this was like a, you had like an I mean, ongoing. I was, I was there for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was during OVO Fest, and that that I remember that fest was when remember the CN Tower, like the CN Tower setup. It was for views, I think. It was so it was. Well, like, I remember oh, you cutting hair at OVO Bounce. I remember that I saw that I think on social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is after that. So this okay, is okay. like like two years after that, where Drake did views and like the whole setup for for oh, OVO right. Fest, yeah, yeah. For like CN Tower and all that stuff. So. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. Um, yeah, 100%. I'm super grateful for all of those opportunities. Um, you know, it definitely made me grow as a person, as an, as a, as an artist, and, and definitely built my confidence. I'm in, and I think right now I'm just in a different mindset of what I want to accomplish in life. And, you know, as much as I love to do all those things, I think uh, I'm just in a different mindset when it comes to, like, what I want to do. And that's pretty much the focus is to, to build Gradient. Yeah, I want, to, I want to ask you something about Gradient, but the last thing about cutting, you know, these names that you talked about, like, you know, even like sports athletes and stuff like that. Is there anything, I, I guess, being around a bunch of celebrities that kind of, you know, opened your eyes about like, did it take away the celebrity or like that wow factor of being around these folks, like talking to them normally or like, did anybody surprise you in terms of like what your perception of them was before you met them and after you know, you got to like cut them and talk to them because I feel like the people that cut your hair, like your stylist, are almost like your um, therapist as well. You know, you share a lot or you talk a lot with your your stylist as well. So I'm just curious. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that's a very good question. Um, yeah, like you know, of course, I'm not gonna lie here and say that like when you're going in there, you're not nervous because you know it, it's the first time you're meeting them and like Drake is what you know one of my favorite artists and people that know me, of course, like you know, or like Chris Brown reposting my work or like, you know, so it's like, of course, you know, you, you feel like you have this like 
you have to have this professionalism with them. Um, but the reality is like, and I, and I know that now, this is what I try to tell other people as well, is like, you kind of just have to be like real and they that's what they want from you as well, right? They don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm cutting, you know, I'm taking pictures and all that stuff. Like, that's not what they want. They want someone to just be real and then just like be good at the craft, you know, cut their hair properly, have a good conversation with them. Um, and, 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 and that's it. Right. So, you know, I was able to, you know, everybody's different, you know, Drake, it, you know, it, it, he, he's quiet sometimes and he talks certain times. So like over, you know, times like you build that relationship up. And so, you know, yeah, of course I've had great conversations with them and, and, and uh, you know, even with Jay Balvin, like he, he's that guy, like definitely shocked me. Like, it's not like I know so much about like th that, you know, that sound, that music, but Jay Balvin was like super friendly. You know, I cut him twice in like 48 hours. He wanted me to become his barber and fly down to New York and stay with him. So like, that's when you know you're doing something good is like when someone like that really appreciates you and they're like, man, like, you know, I, we, like, I love your work, you know? So um, yeah, some of these guys, man, like very down to earth, you know, Big Sean's very quiet, um, you know, but at the same time yeah like everyone just has their own personality and whatnot but um to, to answer that question i think it, yeah it, you kind of just have to be like as real as you can and not try to like be a fanboy you know <laughs> got it got it so yeah back to gradient uh, you know one of the questions i forgot to ask was you know how did you initially was this like self-funded at the beginning like are you just funding it at the yeah. beginning and then like trying to make sales to kind of recoup that cost or it's a, it's all self-funded. It's all self-funded by me, uh, and, and only me. Um, you know, I, I, I've always been a big dreamer. I've always wanted to do this. And like, you know, over the years, I've always, like I started brands before I started my own website before I've done all of that. And I think once I went to hairdressing school and I was, you know, my, my, my commute to school every day was like an hour and 20 minutes. And so, you know, I have to take, you know, if you guys have been to the UK, it's like, you got to take this like underground train uh, and, you know, it can be super packed in the morning or super packed in the evening, but like, that's what it was. But I loved it. Like, I don't know what it was. I just loved sitting down and either listening to music, reading a book. That's where I read like, you know, like Shoe Dog. I let or read all these books. And also you're able to dream. And so what I mean by that is like, you just dream about the things that you want to do in life. And it really gave me the option to really just like dream about the next chapter of my life. So, you know, what that did was like, I'm like, I, I have to do this. And then started jotting down ideas. And, you know, I, I still remember looking at Fear of God and, and figuring out like, okay, what's my version of like these cool luxury brands. And so that's what it was. And then I came back, you know, and then came down to Vancouver, COVID happened. My friend, you know, Adrian Demir, creative house like he has his own creative agency he just started it and you know you know he's my creative director as well and so you know we kind of just sat down put the idea ideas together and that was it and i started you know developing products you know researching for the right aesthetics and then everything was just put together and it took a year and a half to put everything together but you know i i'm i'm super confident with wh where it's at and where it's gonna go you know um you know, it's, like I said, it's only five months old, but now that I'm, 
you know, I've, I've created, you know, relationships throughout the years that now I'm using to my advantage. So, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot more collaborations with huge multi-million dollar companies and I'm going to be selling more of those products too. So pretty much, you know, now it's going into like men's hair care and men's skin care as well, which is super, you know, I think it's very important. Um, and, and, and yeah, you know, a lot of exciting things and, and a lot of work to be done, but you know, I enjoy it. Um, like how did you have any sales yet? Or like, is that kind of coming up in terms of, cause it's a, you know, I know it's a five month product, but it sounds like you already have some kind of sales or coming up in the pipeline. Yeah. I mean, sales started the first day. I mean, I was mm. super nervous the first day that I launched. Um, but you know, sales start sales started happening the first day I had someone buy 26 of, of the same thing two days ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, That's awesome. you know, I, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm super blessed and, I, and I'm happy. And I think there's just, there's just more, um, you know, there's more to it. Like I said, I'm going to start selling like actual other brands as well. Um, mm-hmm. such as like Kiehl's skincare, Kerastat hair products, L'Oreal products, and then, you know, the goal is to then become like a Kith, which, you know, if you guys don't know Kith, uh, Ronnie Fagg from, from, from New York, he, he's created this beautiful brand and, you know, does a lot of these collaborations with all the brands from, you know, any brands from Nike, Reebok to Montclair to Versace. So that's, I think that would be like the, the goal for myself. So just to make sure I understand it, like right now you sell your own branded gradient products on your website, yep. you're getting yep. sales, but the eventual yep. goal is to get into like a kit. So like somebody else is, you're, you're putting the kit, kit together or somebody else is putting the kit together with your products in it? So what I mean, sorry. So what I mean by Kith, Kith is a brand from New York. Oh, Kith, so, Kith. Okay, got yeah, it, got yeah. it. Kith is a brand from New York. And so, but but that's a good thing that you stated. So Kith is a brand from New York. And so he has his own brand of, of things like clothes and then he collaborates with other people. So that's kind of the idea that I want to uh, take as well in the business strategy. Um, I, you know, I have my own product line, but then I want to start collaborating, you know, with, let's say like a clipper line or with a skincare brand, you know, something like that, where I could see like, you know, a, 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 an actual collaboration mm-hmm. um, with some, with some huge brand. So like, that's the direction that I want to go. Did you know that every time you left a five out of five review for this podcast, a Tamil parent lets their child pursue a career in the creative arts? Okay, that's probably not true. But if there's a chance that it is, do you really want to jinx it? Leave a review. Do it for the young creative in you. So right now, like your, you know, your your brand gradient. Like, so do you create the products yourself, and then what they're kind of like shipped? Like, do you do all the shipping yourself, or do you have like a team or like some kind yeah. of service that does all that for you? I have a team actually. So everything is shipped from Vancouver. Um, you know, uh, yeah, everything is like you know carefully picked out like the aesthetics of the boxes and how that and you know the thank you cards whatever and then I have someone um that ships it out but yes I do have a team in Vancouver a team of let's say six right now um you know uh, of you know someone that's I have a project manager I have a creative director I have a graphic designer and then a few other people that helps me you know photographer that puts all of this together and so you know I've been posting a lot of content you know, this like high production content, um, which was done by uh, some of these individuals in Vancouver, or you know, uh, my brother Pure Vision as well. We did, we just launched season two for Gradient, and he did the video for it. Oh, that's crazy! So, 
um, with your, like with your site that you mentioned, like you just got an order for 26 of the same product. How are people finding out? I know you have relationships, you're obviously known in the space, but like, how are people finding out about you and kind of purchasing from you? Um, social media. I mean, social media has definitely been the number one uh, factor. Um, mm. I haven't even done any like paid marketing or advertising yet. I'm mm. actually uh, developing that relationship with, with someone from LA right now to get that going. But yeah, uh, it's just been, you know, social media and word of mouth pretty much because, you know, I've been posting all of my content on social media. And so in return, people just go to the website and see what's available and, and purchase. And I know so far, like you've, you know, you described this journey and everyone knows you, they've seen the end product, they've seen you're successful, you're doing all this cool stuff. But at the beginning of the journey, especially in the Tamil community, I'm sure friends, especially family, probably didn't agree with your choices. I could be, you know, putting words in your mouth, but like, how do people, what do people think of at the beginning and what are people saying now, especially friends and family? I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. You know, when, when, when I was young and I get it right, like we're first generation, my parents, you know, our parents came down here to, to work super hard and, 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 and give us an opportunity to go to, go to school, to become a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Right. So, you know, when those things are not done, you know, of course they're, they're going to get disappointed and, and they're not going to be happy with those the choices that you're making. So, um, it wasn't easy at first, but it's, it's, it's crazy because even when I was a little kid and going to school, like, you know, the way artists and I'm sure like people that are listening to this, the way we think is quite different from people that would think with numbers or whatever, like, you know, we, we, we think with the other side of our brain and we just want to draw, we want to create, we want to, we want to paint, you know? And so the, the, I've always been into illustration and drawing and artwork and whatever. And so I knew that's what I really liked. But you kind of just force yourself or you tell yourself, I can't do this, I can't do this, or I can't make this a living because like this is not normal. And like for people now, at least they have that opportunity to to make that choice. But for us, we didn't have that choice. Like even in school, not even our parents, our school, like, you know, you didn't really have the chance option to be like, oh, you know what? I want to go to art school or fashion school or whatever. Right. So like you kind of just force yourself to be like, oh, you know what? I can't really do this. So I gotta, I might as well just start doing, you know, what other people want you to do. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just force yourself to do it, but you're not really like happy about it. And like, and that was a struggle a hundred percent, you know, and I've always played sports my whole life. And so I think that it went from that to then just focusing on basketball and want to be a basketball star. Um, and so that's, you know, that's why, why I went to York. I, I played uh, basketball for York University um, you know this is before Nadoon days and you know, Nadoon <laughs> is the the I would say the, the icon for York University um, but uh, in terms of being a, a Tamil basketball player um, but yeah so this is before Nadoon days but you know um, I went to university for that you know and then I, I went for kinesiology and I switched to business because I'm like oh you know I'm a business guy and I switched back to kinesiology. But in reality, it's like, I would have just gone to fashion school or hair school. But I never thought that was an option because you're, no one's saying, yeah, go do it. You know, 
they're like, no, why would you do that? Like, how are you going to make a living out of it? That's yeah. what people are saying to you. So at my, at, at, at when I was that age, that's what people were telling me, including my friends, not just my family. Like, oh, what are you going to do with that? Like, you know, just, you shouldn't, you know, you can do that as a hobby, but you can't do that for like, you know, as a profession, as a career. So it definitely was a struggle. I stopped even cutting hair because of that. Cause then I started telling myself, this isn't serious. And so, you know, I got out of it and then went to university, finished university. I think for a certain point of time, like I just wasn't, I was lost to tell you the truth. I think I was just trying to figure out what my, you know, what life was and trying to figure out what am I supposed to do? Um, and so during that time, just, and it, that, that took a long time actually um, to try to figure out, you know, what I really wanted to do or just going back to stuff that I, that I know that I was good at and I should do. So, you know, it was, it was seven years ago is when I was like, you know what, I think I just need to get out of here. Um, so I moved to Montreal and, uh, you know, it's funny enough, it's got going back to my roots, you know, cause that's where I'm originally from. So moved back to Montreal and that was it. The rest is history. Just started working on Notorious and then you know, just kind of just grind it. And then one thing left to another and just kind of built my way up. So then, you know, working for L'Oreal, traveling the world, you know, going to Bedell Sassoon and then coming back where, you know, starting a business. So where do you see yourself in like five years? Um, still running the business for sure. Um, but of course, like being able to, you know what, like being able to do what I'm doing now and just do it at a higher level, right? And then having, you know, like I'm doing this event in November and I have these huge sponsorships that believe in what I'm doing. And I think in five years, I'm going to have, you know, quadruple that amount. And so that's where I want to be at that time. I want to be, I would, I, you know, at that point, I think I would want to do like runways. You know, I want to do like, uh, huge meetings with these huge brands and be able to collaborate and, and, and just have an actual lifestyle brand, not just like hair, but clothes and skincare as well. And um, yeah, that's kind of where I see myself in five years is definitely being successful um, with Gradient um, and, and, and definitely being internationally known. So let's roll the clock back. What about if you had a chance to talk to 16 year old dad, what would you tell him? I think this is, that's an easy one, man. I would just tell him, I mean, that's not an easy one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say, follow your instinct, I would say. And, and that's, this is probably the most important question that you, you've asked me today because I hope that there's young people listening to this. So I would say, don't listen to nobody else. And, and I'm sorry if I'm offending parents by saying this but don't even listen to your parents because parents don't even know what's best for you they, they they think they know what's best for you and but they don't really know you they don't know what's going on in your mind and i'm not saying you shouldn't have that conversation with your parents i'm just saying that if you really want to do something you just go for it but if you're going to do it you do it 190 percent. like there's like you just have to put in all the time, all the work, just believe in yourself and just go for it. How about personal legacy? You know, how, how would you want to be described or remembered by your friends and family? 
Yeah, um, I want to be known, um, you know, one for the first thing before I even talk about like business or my my craft and what I do is like always gonna I want to be remembered for for being there for my family and being there for my friends and you know always being like that 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 caring person right like I think that's more important than like your career and whatnot but you know that was actually one of the questions that I asked myself before moving to Montreal I was like you know personal legacy and you know one day when we all pass away what do we, what do we want to be remembered for and so that's it that was it it was like okay number one i want to be known for like as a caring person that i you know took care of family friends it was there for them and two when it comes to the craft like of course just being the best that i that i that, that i was but also being able to help people and so that's my purpose with with hair and education and what i teach is like you know, I always get so much compliments from, or so many thank yous every day where just people are like, you know what, you inspire me. And, you know, you made me do this, you made me do that. You made me get into haircutting or like I leveled up because of you teaching me or you helping me. So that's what I want to be remembered for. Hmm. Who's somebody from the uh, global Tamil community that you admire and why? And who's somebody that isn't Tamil that you admire and why? <laughs> wow. I I uh, have to think about this because you know I've been out of this the Tamil culture for a while, um, but um, you like I think I'm gonna go back to my cousin Darshan um, who works for RBC Securities, um, him and and my brother as well those two for sure uh, my brother because I admire him because at you know in college when I was still going to university and he was going there as well he decided to say you know what I'm going to follow my dreams and so he went to Seneca and did his whole video thing and then just really focused on that where me I was still like figuring things out for the next seven to ten years so I admire him just choosing what he really wanted to do and he's super successful and you know at what he does now he's uh, very talented and creative so i admire him for that and my cousin because you know and these people are, are, are you know they're in their 40s both of them and, and for them to be so successful you know my cousin worked for rbc securities and you know uh he handles other people's money his, his portfolio is worth 500 million um you know and just being able to get people to trust him with with their money uh, I think it's very, it's, it's very uh, admiring. So those two for sure. Actually, actually, I've known Darsh. I don't know him well, but I've known him, and I've seen him kind of go from. I think he was at RBC at a like much lower thing, like yeah. uh, level. Now he's yeah. kind of like I think he's got his own team. He's like focusing on high net worth. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen him progress, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. How about how about for the non-Tamil side? I can kind of guess what you're going to say, but I want to see if you say it. It was who is the most admiring? No, so who would you admire? Who do you admire that's not Tamil from the, like anybody? That's anybody globally. Anybody globally? I mean, um, yeah, I think this is an easy one because you know I'm going to say Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's just because there's just so much childhood memories. And I think there's, 
there's just goosebumps when you talk about a person like that because of like the level of admiration that we have for him uh, you know and, and and it's crazy because even when i was young and watching him like i made sure my whole family watched basketball with him and so like i got my whole family to watch like this guy just put on a show and so like it, i think it's because of him like we all got to dream about like doing so many great things in life you know so i'm definitely gonna say Mike Jones with, without a doubt did you watch the documentary a hundred percent would that make you like love jordan even more well like for sure a hundred percent and there's there's sides of to him of course like you know you know he could be this like arrogant person and he could be this or that but like nobody's perfect and and i think you know when you're when when you're at that level you, you just also expect the highest from other people and that's the thing like it's the same thing where I, i'm at too sometimes like where i would be cutting hair and i would stay you know three hours extra to to work on something or to, to do something extra and not not everybody's built that way you know not everybody's is meant to be a business or owner or, or or very successful in their craft you know there's people that are just there for, to nine to five and i think sometimes i have a hard time understanding why you know someone just be like you know what clock in clock out where i'm this person that's like you know what like i'm a go-getter i'm a dreamer and there's more to it so you know that's why i i understand where jordan is coming from in the documentary and i know that as well so you know um no surprises for me money can be hard to come by but here is a hundred dollar opportunity for you join my free newsletter for free exclusive content and a free chance to win a hundred dollars when i hold special draws did i mention that it's free so funny the whole time i've been talking to you from certain angles you your face you you look exactly like Kyrie irving i don't know <laughs> if you got that <laughs> i don't remember that though yeah uh, well, that's a good segue kind of into the last part of the podcast so it's called Crater Confessions. Basically, I'll say a bunch of statements, and you're going to kind of give me the first answer that pops to mind. Ready? Sure. Favorite Tamil food? Crab curry. Something that scares you? Ooh, something that scares me. That's a good one. Dying. An insecurity that you have? I'm skinny. <laughs> Favorite show you're watching? Favorite show I'm watching. I'm not watching any show because I'm working right now. I've been working. <laughs> but uh, favorite show, um, I, I can't even, I don't even know how to answer that. To tell you the truth, like, I don't even watch, I'm not even watching any shows. I'm watching, like yesterday I was watching uh, an interview on Phil Jackson. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're a traveler, so a place you're itching to travel to after the pandemic is, you know, over, kind of resolved in a way. Greece. A fellow Tamil creator you want to give a shout out to? You. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, favorite childhood memory? Favorite childhood memory? Um, I think just, I love like just going over family members' house and sleeping over. So I would say like just sleeping over with my cousins. What do you do for fun outside of work? 
I know you don't know what that is, but what do you do for fun outside of work? <laughs> um, I play FIFA. Uh, favorite film of all time or movie of all time? Film of all time. Yeah, no. um, probably like another basketball movie, I'm going to say, you know. Coach Carter like, or something like that. <laughs> you know, Coach Carter or like Above the Rim with Tupac. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's something you've bought in the last couple of years that you have no, and you splurged on, but you have no regrets about it? Clothes, that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pet peeve. Excuses. If you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, a regret that you would have. Wow, that's a good question. Um, I what regret would I have? Um, not probably. I don't know. That's that's a tough point. I'm gonna say not. I've been to Asia, so I would say like not being you know traveling in Asia other than you know Sri Lanka. Age you want to retire by? Sixty. Celebrity whose life you want to experience for just one day. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you ask questions like that, it's just a little weird because like, you know, because I've met so many celebrities. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I'm going to say like, I know mean, everyone has their own celebrities, but like, uh, I'm really into like fashion designers. And, and so like, I'm going to say someone like Kim Jones, who's the creative director for Dior. So, and finally, a good way to end off is what's of a piece of advice that you'd give to your fellow creators out there? Um, it can be like advice, it could be a rant, whatever you want to leave. I, I like that question, actually. So I'm going to say, you know, I think my success and, you know, and I'm still trying to progress in life. I'm still mm -hmm. trying to do what I'm trying to do. But I think what it is, is just not think about money first. I think it's about really just building the craft and building relationships. You know, it, you know, when, when you just message someone and say, Hey, like love what you're doing, you know, let's, let's, let's collaborate on something. Let's work together, you know, and then like the please and the thank yous. I think that's like super important. Yes. Like not thinking about like the money aspect of things. And, and I think a lot of people ask me this question like that, like, how did you do this? How did you do that? And a simple reason is just being respectful and not thinking about the monetary part first. Great advice. And that's kind of a good way to kind of end off the podcast. Dad, that was awesome. I think people are going to kind of love your story. Uh, if, you know, somebody's listening to this podcast or inspired by kind of your journey and they want to kind of reach out to you, uh, what's the best way for them to connect? Instagram, email, like what do you prefer? I prefer email just because like, there's so many things happening on social media in terms of like my, my business as well. So if you can please just email me at info at gradientworld.com. Um, that would be the best way to reach out to me. Awesome. And for you, those of you listening, appreciate it as always. On to the next episode.